fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk with Clydesdale Me. That's Scott. And we've got uh, two guns, Jamie, in the upper corner. And our photographer, <laughs> Rosie View Photography, or Jess Shabbat. Did I say that right? You bet. All right. So before we get started, I am warning the audience if this goes anything like Orlando this could go off the rails in about 30 seconds and then I have no control so just warning everybody that this could go off the rails quickly but I wanted to have a show where I start introducing the team that we are taking to the CrossFit Games so Jess, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello, are you, hello. Are you still nervous? Um, I was like a couple minutes ago. I was like, oh my god, I have to do my hair, my face, but because I never wear my hair down because it's always in a ponytail. So here we are. So here we are. Before we get into talking to you, I do want to say, hey, it's expensive to go to the games. I don't ask for money often, but if you want to support the crew, go ahead and, oh my gosh, Elise, Aww. look at you already. I didn't even get it all out. <laughs> you can go ahead and join the channel um, for as small as $2.99 a month to support us in our efforts to get to the games. We appreciate you all so much. We have some members that have been members for a while, and I love and appreciate each and every one of you. Many of you are in this chat. Elise says, good looking crew. Aww. It is. I only I only bring on the best. So thank you so much, Elise. You are you are freaking awesome. So yeah, go ahead and join the channel or throw in a super sticker. Um, we're gearing up to get to the games, um, but it does cost us money. And uh, even though C4 does support us very well, it is not quite enough to get us all to the games, but we're gonna find a way to get there. Oh my gosh, dude. Dudes, dudes, you guys are the best. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Heck yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. So we, what we're going to do is we are going to find out who Rosie View is. <laughs> so the first question I got to ask you is, how did you find CrossFit? What were you looking for? Was it by accident? Did you get sucked in? Did you get kidnapped? How, how did it go down? Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Gotta say that. Um, CrossFit. Whew. Um, let's see. I started CrossFit in 2012. Um, and it was kind of by accident. Um, but I was a, like an avid runner for a long time. Um, 
and I hurt my IT band really bad. And I went to the doctor and was like, you know, what can I do to like get stronger or better so I can run? Um, Cause I was training for a half marathon at the time, which that just sounds disgusting now thinking about that. Um, so I was looking at like doing bodybuilding stuff and kind of just started like at uh, anytime fitness or something like that and had no idea what to do. So um, before, before you get to the end of the story, Corey's hoping you got kidnapped. That would be the best story ever. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I did not get kidnapped, but uh, I, so, um, where was I? Oh, so I was like trying to look for something that could like somewhere to go that would be able to like help me get stronger. And I was like, this other gym that I was going to was not going to do it because I didn't know what I was doing. And I've never really lifted a lot of weights, which sounds crazy. Um, cause I grew up on a dairy farm. So the weights I used to lift were buckets of five gallon pails of water or milk, um, hay bales, all the things. So, um, my neighbor up the road for me, um, he was moving back from Texas to Wisconsin and he had found a CrossFit gym and wanted to bring CrossFit back to Wisconsin. So, um, his mom messaged me and was like, Hey, you know, so-and-so he's, he's kind of come to Wisconsin, open up a gym. You should really try it out. Um, why is my question? Why is my phone keep like going black? Uh, I don't know. You're on one of those like Android devices. So mine does not go probably black. that it's probably that the battery can't handle it in an Android device. Whatever. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I really messed the story up. Um, so anyway, so he came back to Wisconsin. Um, I tried out CrossFit. We literally, the first workout, um, it was like a community fitness at the local track. And we just like ran about, ran around the track, did some stuff with like wall balls, jump ropes, lunges. Um, and that was like, I was like, whoa, this is intense. Like, holy crap. Um, and then I told him, I was like, hey, I really want to do this thing. And he's like, all right. Um, so then I started just working out in his small little garage. And my very first workout was Fran. Um, and uh, I used a woman's barbell and a very thick band for pull-ups. And it took me like 20 minutes to do it. And after that, I was like, whatever this is, I, I'm game. And then that's where it all started. And um, and then I was like, I want to go to CrossFit Games. Like, I was like, gung-ho, like, <laughs> oh. But, so yeah, um, yeah, it started in 2012 and have not looked back. Um, it has been, a, it has been a crazy ride. And I... It's just the strength that I've gained over the years, like, is it's just incredible. And the things that I can do now that I never thought I could ever do in my life is just like, it's just wild. So CrossFit is so, amazing. So ACR says, which is the rose and which two are the thorns? Well, after Orlando, I am definitely the rose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, 
And then uh, Corey wants to know, wait, CrossFit makes you strong? Yeah. Okay. So when I started CrossFit, I'm like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I don't really know exactly for sure, but I feel like I'm closer to 5'9". She's tall. She's a giant compared to me. I'm not that tall. Bruce said she did farm lift. Farm fit. Yeah. Farm fit. Farm fit. Um, I competed at a CrossFit competition one time, and it was um, CrossFit Farmland, I think, in Wisconsin. And it was – I think it was CrossFit Farmland. It was super cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, when I started CrossFit, so I was 130 Kenneth wants you to pounds. say – can you say Lake Monona? Lake Monona. Is it that funny? I'm no, like, I just listen. I'm the one usually taking all the hate for my <laughs> accent. So thank God weird. you're on here. First of all, uh, I know I sound Corey like says, a goofer. Corey says just sounds like she's 83 percent Canadian. I'm like 74. So <laughs> who's closer to Canada, me or you? Probably me. I'm like an hour from Canada. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? <laughs> Corey said, I'm 100% Kunas. I started CrossFit at like 130 pounds. Stick. Stick. Um, <laughs> that's good. Was, was and, the prize a giant wheel of cheese? No. It would have been great if it would have been. Probably some chocolate milk. Jamie's face. And Chelsea up there in Canada is willing to adopt to both of you. Aww. Aww. Um, getting back to it, I started CrossFit at 130 pounds and I was like so skinny. I just want to really get this across. And now I weigh like 175, 180. Um, and people are just like astounded at like the amount of strength and like just how like muscle I have, I guess. I don't know. I I look in the mirror every day and I'm like, okay, I don't look like Jamie at all. <laughs> I'm just a thick old girl from Wisconsin. Okay. Loves her milk. Loves Is her she tea. cutting out for you too, Jamie? No. She sounds good to me. What? It must be me. You sound good to me. I can't hear oh. you. I'm cut up. You can hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just for a second. So I'm going to... I feel like Scott's internet. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's me. Yeah. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) You listen, you, you can move some weight. Like, yeah. You give me a heavy barbell or heavy sandbag or a prowler and man, I'm there. Gymnastic Mm -hmm. stuff is not my jam, which is okay. I mean, I still work on that, but like, there's not a lot of women at our gym that lift a heavy barbell. It's like only a handful, maybe. And it's just it's just fun to lift a heavy barbell or lift a heavy sandbag. Like the sandbag um, uh, event from last year. Oh, that was so cool. That was so cool. I enjoyed that one as well. Um, so we know that. So we know your your origin story for CrossFit. Yep. What's your origin story as a photographer? 
Um, so I probably had a camera in my hands for like my whole life. Um, but it really started back. Uh, I was in 4-H and FFA. Um, and I started in 4-H when I was like really, really young. Um, we showed dairy cattle at the fair and also at the county fair, you can, um, like showcase artwork, you can showcase food, art, all the craft stuff. And I was always taking pictures. So I just like always entered photos in for the contest and would get like, you know, first or second place or whatever. Um, and then it just kind of stuck with me. And then uh, in high school, I, my freshman year, it was, I had to do like a project for class, for a class where I had to shadow somebody that like, maybe I'd want to do something like this someday. Um, and my sister had just gotten her senior pictures taken and the photographer, I reached out to her and was like, hey, you know, I would really like to shadow you. Um, is that possible? So I went and shadowed them, uh, the photographer, and she has an, she had an assistant. And the day after the, my job shadowed, she was like, do you want a job? And I was like, you're asking me? I'm in high school. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and she was like, yeah, we want, we want to hire you. So I shot video and um did a photo for her photography business and all we did was weddings um so i learned how to shoot a wedding start to finish and all hands-on so i learned everything just by doing that by doing it over and over and over and over again and then um she closed her studio down and uh, I kind of took over some of her clientele that still wanted photos and they knew who I was. So I just kind of kept that clientele and then it just kind of snowballed into that. Um, yeah. I mean, I also like in high school, I also shot photos for the yearbook. So I was constantly taking photos of people doing stuff in sports and just random stuff. And always got into the yearbook. So people just kind of knew me as always having a camera. So. So. So then that wasn't your profession though. You went like a, you went a detour around the photography profession. Doing something else. Oh, before I like became a Correct. full-time photographer. Correct. Oh, uh, so I used to, well, I grew up on a dairy farm, so I still help on the farm all the time. Um, that's just like an everyday thing. Uh, so that's still part of my life. Um, I don't go there every day, but it's pretty like a lot, um, especially like when it's harvest time or um, planting season. Um, but uh, besides farming, I used to detail cars at a automotive dealership close to town here where I live. And I would buff cars, I would clean cars, all the things. Um, and I just finally, like, my photography business got so incredibly busy last year um, that I asked my husband, I was like, I'm not going to survive the next two months. It was like September, October. And I was like, I need to quit my job. I was already part-time, but I was like there's no point in me being here anymore. So I finally, my husband's like, just then just quit, just do it because you obviously are super invested in your business and you want to, you know, go farther. So here I am. And literally like two months after I quit, 
I went to Maine to shoot an elopement. Um, I've done a ton of just different traveling um, things for photography related things. Um, and it's just been intense and insane. And my next, like the thing that I had like really prayed about a lot um, was like, oh, it would be so cool just to shoot photos for CrossFit somehow, some way. And so we'll pause that part. Okay. But what I, I want to, there's a lot of, it's so funny in the chat. There are people that do not know what FFA means, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce. So I think that we got to explain future farmers of America. Then people asked if there are no farms in, in Florida. They're very different farms than those in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, very you have produce uh, citrus fruit farms in <laughs> Florida. You have cattle and stuff like that in Wisconsin. <clears throat> then we also have um, questions about what you can and cannot milk. And we probably oh don't need to go down that road. Well, you definitely can't milk almonds. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, Nick wanted to know for himself, but we'll... Uh, We'll leave that at that. Um, and then ACR would like to know what it, what's your favorite type of photography, favorite thing to photograph? Um, my favorite type of photography. Um, it used to be weddings, honestly. Um, it's fun to be like shooting a wedding and just like being kind of like the paparazzi um but lately i have shot so many family photos and they're more like documentary style and i just absolutely love it like capturing the moment between mom and dad and their kiddos and not even caring about like what they're wearing like if they're not wearing like everything's all like perfect um and just very raw and real has like been just fueling my soul um but besides, I don't, I don't have just one particular thing. I love taking landscapes. Um, we have amazing sunsets and sunrises here in Wisconsin and just the farm fields and all that kind of stuff. Um, still, still like taking uh, pictures of geese? Yes, baby geese. <laughs> and not spraining my ankle. <laughs> yes. Do not need you to sprain your ankle. But we have, we're two and a half weeks out. No more spraining ankles. My ankle's been great. Like I, I'm back to squatting just fine. Everything I can do box jumps now again. I can run. Um, so, yeah. so now my question is: You wanted to do this photography thing in the CrossFit space. How how did you get involved with that? Well, <laughs> um. So I listened to another podcast. Should I say the name? Because I don't want to like. It's all fine. Okay. All um, I, and it's actually really funny. My little sister, um, shout out to Katie Kinshu. Um, she got me actually listening to the Sevon podcast, like religiously. And now I'm like way ahead of her. She's like super behind on all of his episodes. Um, but I just would watch them like every day. And when they would come on live, I would be like, 
in the chat, like just tearing it up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one day after the, I work out normally at the nine o'clock class now because my schedule is so like much easier to navigate. Um, and I got out of class and I got in my car and I knew the podcast was on. So I was like, oh, get in the chat. And I don't remember who was on the podcast that day, but you were in the live chat, Scott. And I just like threw it out there and was like, hey, if you ever need a photographer, like hit me up, all the things. And um, I had gotten out of the chat and after the podcast was over, I believe, and like got on Instagram. And all of a sudden I had found a message from you and I was like, what? And you were like asking if I was like serious about it and um, all the things. And I was like, oh my God, so crazy. And I, it's so wild because I literally had been praying about it for a long time. Um, and I wasn't giving up hope. Um, and got to go to semifinals in Orlando. I had to fly by myself for the first time. <laughs> So growing up, what's funny is I had, I had kind of booked my team for Pasadena. Yeah. Right? This was a very weird season for me where my normal group of people are in a, a season of their life where they had to focus on family. Mm. And so I didn't have anybody to go with me um, around to the different semis. So I'd kind of booked my West coast team from people I had met at in Vegas at the West Coast Classic in 2021. Mm. But I did not have a team for Orlando. And so when you reached out, I would I was feeling you out to find out what it was that you were looking for, where you were you willing to travel to, all of that stuff. And you basically said, I'll go anywhere, anytime, for anything. Just you tell me when. Yeah. I just like as soon as you had messed like reached out and asked if I was like serious and all the things like I felt such a a like something was pulling me to like be like whatever it is that has that I have to do I will go I will do it um so 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 I we talked a little bit you booked a flight um <laughs> Maybe the craziest introduction I've ever had with a person <laughs> ever because it was delayed flights sitting around in airports, Cheryl coming to try to pick us up. Um, angry I didn't know how Spanish to get out of women, angry Spanish women yelling because she was taking too long. Um, and yeah. And so all of that happened. We get back to the airbnb jamie is going to join us 24 hours later yeah so she's not even privy to any of all of this yeah well through text thread i am i'm like it's yeah. fine it's gonna be fine and uh so we get back to the airbnb we sit down we start chatting and it's like i knew you for 20 years yeah felt the same Completely. And that was, a, it was truly the first time we'd met. Yeah. Um, and, and just knew that it was going to be a good fit. Um, 
I didn't realize that you had never shot CrossFit before at that level or, and so what was cool is, and I want you to tell the story, the media um, content creator space in Orlando was so cool to you. Oh my gosh. It was, I, I'm still like, I have to like take myself back to it because I can't even believe that I was there with these incredible photographers that I've been following forever. And just, so there's a couple comments I've got to get out before you get into that are from what we just talked about. One, uh, Cheryl is Spanish. No, no, no. Let me clear that up. Cheryl is not Spanish. Uh, there was an angry Spanish woman, not happy with Cheryl. We'll, we'll say that. Um, Corey says anytime, anywhere, anytime, anyhow, Jess, probably, uh, at least I'll do anything once. Also, Jess, probably. <laughs> She'll even try Kelsu with me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so now back, back to the content creators in Orlando and them taking you under their wing um well i remember vividly remember telling you this right before the first event um i was like really nervous and you were like are you okay and i told them i was like i get really nervous before i get really nervous before i shoot a wedding before i shoot a family session i just get like nervous and it's just normal but I was really nervous. And I sp specifically told you, I was like, this isn't just like shooting a normal wedding. This is like shooting like Beyonce's wedding to me. Like, that's how I felt. And I don't know why I just like hyped myself up so much. And I was like really nervous about it. But then after the first event, I was just like, <laughs> I got this. Like, I was in the zone. I was just like. I, this is free, this is awesome, and I met a lot of awesome photographers. Um, like uh, the fittest photographer, he was super cool, um, and I just call him Iowa because I don't remember his name. But um, oh my gosh, they were just like shot by Shroka. Um, he was super cool. Um, Fury, he was super cool. Um, I chat with him a lot. Um, and is it BAW Media? Yep. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Oh my gosh. Super cool. And it was just like, it was so humbling to me to just feel like in that space that we're all trying to, to like capture the same thing. And it doesn't matter if you're Joe Schmo from small town Wisconsin or if you're big time, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Um, I just like felt after like the first event, I was like, I am in a amazing space and I'm going to take as much out of it as I can to learn. Um, because yeah, the lighting was God awful. Um, but after you got it figured out, it was like no big deal. And then I was crushing it. Uh, I Corey says, I got this dick bitches. Definitely Jess. <laughs> um, um but yeah, so, so it was it was a very humbling experience. Um, I it just felt like I was among like amazing 
we're all artists. So like, I was just trying to capture moments that I could tell that I could see that were really key, raw, real moments of the athletes and just, just shoot it. So, so the moment during the weekend where I questioned whether I should, should have brought you on was we try to get out pictures of the winners from every event. Yep. Um, and I said to Jess, I need pictures of X athlete. I don't, I don't remember the name. Yep. And her response to me was, uh, what were they wearing? <laughs> Do you remember that, Jamie? Well, I just got asked a lot. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenneth asks, did, how much caffeine intake does it take to be a semifinals photographer? 800 milligrams, <clears throat> 1200 milligrams. A lot. Those C4 um, energy things. I think I was putting two packs in my shaker cup each time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elise asks, and I can take this one because I don't, you don't need to answer. Did you get to meet Scott Vandersloot? Um, I will tell you that. For, first of all, I'm going to say I love Mayhem. I love Rich. Rich is my favorite CrossFitter of all time. Uh, the Mayhem crew are very much independent, kind of from the rest of the crew. Yeah. Um, the rest of the crew kind of all hang out and they're kind of by themselves doing their own thing. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Um, people are asking about Teddy. I'm going to bring Teddy on just like this uh, probably next week so you can meet Teddy. And yes, Teddy is super tall. He's like 6'2". Um, you're looking at me. Am, am I right, Jamie? Like 6'2". Yeah, two, I, I feel um, like a midget with energy, these people around. Super high energy. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> said, yeah, all the Paper Street coffee. Trust me, Gabe keeps me alive at semifinals. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. That's, I think all the questions. So I want to ask Jamie. So what was your favorite moment hanging out with Jess uh, in Orlando? I, honestly, probably going to the gym in the morning, getting a workout. Yeah. Crushing me. Oh my God. I crush. You held up just great. Better than literally most people. Well, that's that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was, I mean, she was willing to get up and get oh. over there and get, do whatever I, I wanted to do. I wanted to get up early. Yeah, true. I'm not an early person. She was like, <laughs> we're going to get up and work out. I was like, okay. And she would do whatever I wanted to do. So we got some Murph prep in one day. We did Kelsu, Dumbo Kelsu. I mean, I didn't take it easy on her. Yeah, that was a good, so, that was a fun workout. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. And Jess, what was your favorite moment of the weekend? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, there's, there's not just one. I mean, meeting you guys was amazing. Um, Probably being at 
the finish line for like the last events that was super cool um to be like right there and getting those awesome moments like that was that was awesome like that was something i've always dreamed of like oh that'd be so cool to be at the finish line and get those epic photos that you see all the time on instagram or facebook or whatever and stuff and i'm like oh that would be just so amazing so probably that yeah my favorite moment was hanging out in the uber and him almost wrecking the car when i described to you what i call my uh plant in the front of my house that too <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, good times, good times. So for the listeners who don't know, I have a clematis plant that, that is a vine growing, spreading plant in the front of my house. Big, beautiful purple flowers. They cover my whole front porch. Uh, but years ago, I mispronounced the name as chlamydia. Um, and I told them that story in the Uber, and our Uber driver almost wrecked the car. Yeah, he said my chlamydia is spreading. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I, w I just kept it going because I'm just like, all right, we're, we're doing this. So I just kept adding to the fire, and it was great. So the last thing I want to say is it was so much fun seeing you develop as a CrossFit photographer from Friday, Thursday, actually, to Sunday. Your pictures went skyrocketing in quality from first day to last day. The other thing I want to thank you for is you didn't waver at me and my demands for pictures and speed and all of that. You just... You just kept doing it. You just kept doing it. So, yep. <clears throat> and I was like, you know that's what? why I'm super stoked to see how good you get through the games week. Oh my gosh. Uh, with great access, better lighting um, and all of that stuff. So I am, I am so stoked you're coming with us. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just uh, still in on cloud nine. I can't eat like, I'm so, oh my God, I just can't believe that this is all happening. So, yeah. Uh, Corey said, my chlamydia is flaring up, Scott, probably. <laughs> it's raging this year, spreading so fast. God. Uh, Scott has chlamydia. You heard it here first, Brian Spin will have the article on it in about 2.3 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, Jess, I want to thank you so much for jumping on with us. Absolutely. Um, I wanted the crew to get to meet you and hear why this is a passion of yours, why you wanted to do CrossFit photography, how it all kind of happened. And you and I said it a lot in that weekend that God had a plan. Oh, my gosh. And, and we just kind of rode with it, right? Yep. Absolutely. For sure. He has a plan and... Uh, as soon as I met you, I was like, this is where I got to be. So absolutely. Yeah. For uh, sure. It's funny because meeting, meeting you and, and when I met Jamie, it was like, I have, I have two new sisters. Yeah. I kind of feel like me and Jamie are kind of like sisters, like, you know, from afar. Cause yeah. Yeah. We just clicked. 
for sure. Yeah. So it's going to, I can't wait. You guys are so much fun. Uh, you bring the energy, you bring, you bring the juice, all of that stuff to um, what you do. And I can't wait. I'm pumped. Pumped. Yeah. Ken <laughs> did say that earlier. He said, your shots were amazing. Just um, what you did and made Dale, Dale and Noah already have shoulders and you made them look even more <laughs> bolder than they are. And I was, my thought when I read that comment was like, I know I've been want, I want jo Jess to get pictures of me. Um, I want to get pictures of you. <laughs> let's just be honest. Oh my gosh. N next year's documentary. You'll have to come on the road with me. Absolutely. Uh, Heck yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea says, uh, Jess, love your energy. Oh. Uh, Corey said, Jess is good people. That's quite evident. Oh. Um, Kenneth says, your Dallin and Noah photo is epic. And Corey says, two beautiful Canadian <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I love it. So with that, um, Jess, we'll let you hop off. Uh, unless you want to hang out, we're going to talk CrossFit news. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm here. Whatever you right. want me to do. You want to, <laughs> if you want to give your opinion, just, just, just let Jamie talk. Oh yeah. You tell me not to talk and that's fine. I get it. I'll chime in every once in a while. If you, if you let me. All right. Uh, whoop went to, um, 20 days and we will all see each other again. Yeah. And someone said earlier, Jonathan Ortega's mustache is more fantastic in person. Oh and, it is in, and it is. It is magnificent. Also, mm -hmm. also, Bruce Wayne. He is such a cool little man. And I love him. Just throwing that out there. And uh, Kenneth says, hashtag Minona. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan says, thank you. Heck yeah. <clears throat> All right. So what we're going to talk about now is yesterday or two days ago in the mail, I got this package and it's been announced yesterday afternoon that uh, I got this from Wadapalooza. I showed it on the round table yesterday, but I don't know if you can see that. Look at that wooden box. Do you see it? Celebrate coast to coast. Uh, and in the box, it had like little gifts Ooh. and like a thing, right? So in it, uh, most importantly, was uh, two tickets to Wadapalooza SoCal 2024. Interesting. Uh, and they made the announcement in September of 2024, there will be a new Wadapalooza event in Southern California. Um, and that is, uh, going to be super cool. It's in Huntington beach, which is actually South of Los Angeles. Mm. Um, so Jamie, like when we flew into LAX, we would actually go South from there. And instead of going up into the city, uh, and, and if you look at the pictures of Huntington beach, it actually has, I don't know what their plans are, but they have staggered like steps that go down to the beach that are like seats Ooh. that people could sit on. So I don't know if it's going to be a beach thing. Um, Dylan was on Spin's podcast last night, um, and he did not give a lot of details. And uh, but he said that they're going to wait till after the games to kind of make the announcement 
as to what is uh, kind of going to happen there. So also, also, they had like little stickers and they've been doing this like van across America oh. from Miami to uh, LA. And that is what that kind of represents. They had the little sign, um, SoCal, Miami. And uh, this little wooden magnet, um, Wadapalooza SoCal. And then the coolest thing, a nice fresh pair of tear sunglasses. Nice. Lucky duck. <laughs> and just to show you. Oh, yeah. They're sweet. Yeah. So, uh, super cool. I'm um, super excited for that. I'm uh, going to try to finish, figure out uh, the travel plans to make sure that we can make that. Because a beach event, heck yeah. Maybe it'll be better weather than we just had. When we were out there this time? Yeah. Well, I'm not taking you with me because you said every time you go, the weather is terrible. And <laughs> it's never been good when I've been to California. <laughs> so uh, we're leaving you behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jess, Jess and I are going this time. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see you, Bruce. I'll be in Miami. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway. You know, I'm just kidding you. Uh, I know. And Jess, just so you know, she made me work out in, in L.A. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's right. Heck yeah. And then we then we found out we were only like down the street from Becca Voigt's gym and didn't go there. Yeah. Oh wow. <clears throat> cool. So, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about on the agenda is last week we fre- featured the Fresh Coast Games. Jamie sporting the shirt. Uh, show oh, yeah. the guns, do all the stuff, the traps, the delts, the lats, all that stuff. Um, you are getting ready to compete this Saturday. Correct. So how are you feeling about getting back on the competition floor <clears throat> in a two short days? Not even two. Day Good. We, um, one of our, our third member is injured, so we had to take a, get a substitute, so. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably taking that... pictures of geese. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like um, the same did... age, so it'll be fine. It it's not gonna affect our master status. We have skill the... skill level. Yeah, I think she, I think she'll be a great replacement. I actually think she might even be stronger, it sounds like. So um I think we're gonna I think we'll be good. So you injured her on purpose? No, I would never. Oh, that's okay. ja- that's my Jamie. She's my other Jamie. I would never. <laughs> Just have to check, you know. <laughs> Tanya Harding, someone just to, for a better shot to win. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I it the weather doesn't look that great here. It looks like there's like 48 percent chance of rain, so it'll probably mm. sprinkle at some point. It's only like 70, mid 70s. Um, but it is so hot here right now. It was really hot the last two days, but it kind of dropped with that rain. We had like tornado warnings last night and there was some like trees down all over oh my gosh yeah it was kind of nasty here last night um yeah, we didn't but, get any of that oh yeah it was that's crazy so i don't know i don't think it's going to be as hot and sunny as it always is um so sorry. so what i want to ask you is do you think you'll have a moment that we can go live while you're not competing 
so that's what I was going to talk to you about. I was actually meant to bring that up with you before we even went on air. Cause I didn't want to bring it up if it's not something you don't want to do, but yeah, I just like, what kind of coverage are we hoping to get? Like, are you wanting me to try to get it's, rich it's like in a, a interview at some point or when well, it's over get rich in an interview? I will take that. Um, however, I, most importantly, I just want to get a vibe, a okay. vibe of the competition, what it looks like, you know, cause it's not, not every place in the country has beach workouts where it's all right. outside and all of that stuff. Right. Um, so you, you should pull up there. Did you look at that video of the, like your own video of the, so beach? I shut down all my extra windows because my <sighs> internet was lagging. Okay. Um, I need to connect on the computer so I know how to do this stuff on my end. Um, yeah, I can go now. Do you want me to like go live on, like with you on Saturday or do you no. want me to just get footage and then AC, we'll ACR it? says just coverage of you sweaty and slobbery. <laughs> oh, only they know that. <laughs> that's a, that's well, all we want. <laughs> hey, I did a documentary review. I know. What I yeah. want is someone to, I want Aaron to hold the camera so we can see you like take a, like just sit down in the middle of a workout or, um, or die and flail on the floor after it's yeah. over or whatever. Yeah. You let me know what you want. Like I can get footage and we can post it somewhere later, or I can have Aaron hold a camera and get some live footage. If you're, if you're wanting to go live, it's up, totally up to you guys. Now is she promising a rich interview? Maybe. Uh, we want a video of Jamie Benton half slobbering on the floor. Seems highly likely. Yeah. So that just that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, but do you um, want it lot? Like, how are we gonna? I, but I do want to talk to you. Yeah. Like, so if it's Aaron holding the camera while you go, and then when you're done, we'll talk to you five minutes after after you're done with your your little tantrum and the drama queen stuff. <laughs> Then we'll just, um, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, I just say that cause I love you. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I'm fine. Uh, and then talk to you about the vibe and, and kind of get that, but yeah, we can talk fine. off here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm totally so willing to do that. So look for that Saturday. We'll try to do that. Um, then I, I had our researcher do a spreadsheet as if, the cuts that were announced this year happened last year and what effect it would take. And then I tuned in to barbell spin last night and he had already done the exact same thing and announced what it was. But I do want to share my screen and show you that we did put in the work. Um, Holly, Holly Dugan put in all the work on this. And so I want to make sure she, uh, if I can find it. Okay. So she did these spreadsheets. Here are the women. Uh, if the cuts happened, can you guys see that? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Ah, this is tough. So anyway, what, what basically she, you see is anything highlighted in yellow was a change. If the cuts happened last year, the way they were prescribed this year, the green number means the person moved up a spot or a couple spots and red means they moved down a spot. And in, in this case, two people moved down one spot. Lucy Campbell moved up two. And then Kara and Emma flipped spots. That was the only difference that happened uh, with the women from if the cuts would have happened. 
and then on the men's side, it's it's even less. Um, so let me here's men's cuts. Um, can you guys see that? <laughs> so in this case, you see uh, Guy and BKG would have flipped spots, mm -hmm. and then down towards the cut line was really the only um, significant effect because Willie George's um, would have dropped six spots if there were cuts. Um, and some, and then a combination of the people ahead of him moved up and that would have been significant because Willie George's wouldn't have made the final cut had this happened. Um, zoom in on the spreadsheet. Yes, Barry, let me see if I can do that. How is that? Way better. <clears throat> so you can see here um, all of the impact. Everybody above Guy completely stayed the same. <clears throat> um, but that was really the only significant change. Um, and in the teams, no, there was no changes until you get to like 14th place. Yeah. And it was just one flip. Uh, so I, I won't even need to pull that up. But so really, you see, like we've make we're making a big deal out of all the cuts. Um, but really, and, and I guess the one thing you can't see is Tim Paulson actually would have dropped five spots with the cuts, mm -hmm. which was mm -hmm. fairly significant. Um, and Alexander Carone jumped up six spots. I still think they were in the bottom 20. So it didn't even make a lot of, a, of change on money. But the Willie George's one is probably the only big money change. Because making the cut, he would have made more money than he would have um, not making that final cut. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Well, I feel like that's the case for a lot of people like that. I mean, I think that could happen this year when they cut to 20. There could be whoever's 21 could very likely finish in 13th or something and make you know that's a pretty significant well i guess we don't know the pay payouts per se but no and it just and i i think below 20 it's almost the same from 20 to 40 so it's not significant there but it's still it's still a sense of pride to be able to say where you finished Mm -hmm. Again, we've been hammering the cuts for a week. I, I don't want to like dive too far in because this has been done before, but it did show that, that in this one data set, one data set that it didn't change dramatically. It yeah. doesn't mean that it wouldn't impact more dramatically this year, but last year's data set, not a significant change. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I like going through Dave's week in review which he went over the grips. Good for him at clarifying that. Um, I, but like, I think it just, the way he spoke, he multiple times said, like I clipped 1342. He said people not even close to contention continuing on at, at minute 16. He's talking, saying that athletes earned the right to be here. Um, and then at minute 17, he said that we're, we're testing for the top five or 10. Like he specifically said that. So like, clearly that's all he really cares about is, and 
in that shows in the in that yeah there's not a it's not going to matter so much the cuts aren't going to matter so much you're going to get the five or ten and we're all well aware of that where we're going to we're going to get the top five or ten the podium's probably going to be correct you're going to find the fittest but we already did cuts to get to the games like in my mind i would rather see if that's how his mind thinks like people are no like not even close to contention then they shouldn't even be there like i guess figure out what it is that you want to test and what you're capable of testing and cut it to that like i i don't understand why you would bring people they all need to do the same set of tests all weekend or because like you can't you can't say you're trying to get these like other countries there and then drop them after two days like Mm -hmm. Otherwise, don't bring them. Like they're clearly not. What you're saying is they shouldn't be here. They're in no no play, no business being here. They can't compete. They can't do the stuff. So why are they there? Then when then do online cuts all the way like you do for masters and cut it down to thirty or twenty, whatever you want to see, and then take them. And then they get the whole fifteen tests. Like he was back and forth, contradictory, and I was just getting really annoyed watching him with some of those comments like what are what are we like is that all we're testing for the top 10 cool narrow it down go send them there the top 10 and figure it out again i've i have hammered the cuts for a week i don't want i'm not going to hammer them again what i will tell you i got out of the dave we can review is i loved the accountability that it's on him it's his decision as the director or whatever the head of the games now uh, he has that ability to make that comment uh, or make that change and he's doing it. What I want to, what I want to hammer at this point is the lack of definition of what everything means, right? We, yeah. there's no, there's no structure to anything to then to determine cause and effect, right? We're just like, and I've, I've used this analogy, the spaghetti analogy, we throw a bunch of stuff on the, at the wall. What sticks? We don't know if it sticks because there's a bump on the wall or because there was too much cheese on the noodle or because it just was sticky sp- pasta, right? And we don't, we don't take a step back to figure out the cause and effect of what we're doing to be able to move forward and to grow. And that's my issue with everything. Dave said, we're doing this for the professionalization of the sport and to move the sport forward. Tell me how, tell Mm -hmm. me why doing this moves the sport forward. If you tell me, if you tell me why, okay, now I'm, I'm on board and I'm coming with you because we have a cause and effect. That's my issue. Um, at the end of the day, cuts, no cuts, whatever. If it moves forward and you can prove it to me, then okay, I'm all in. Yeah, but he admitted he didn't even pay attention to the last year and a half when he hasn't been around. So I don't know how you can objectively make these decisions when you say something like I, that. That you are preaching what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's that's just my, like, it, it frustrates me every year that 5 billion people bitch about the open it's easy to bitch about the open because we don't define what the open is nobody has ever said 
this is what we are accomplishing with the open. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where CrossFit is a step behind other sports. Define what it is you are trying to do. And then it's easier for people to come and support you because they understand the why behind it. That is business 101. If your people believe in what you're saying and understand the why, they're going to come with you and support you much better than if you're just shooting from the hip. Yep. For sure. Uh, Bruce, I, I just said, I just, why does, why do I get upset at Bruce every Thursday night? It's like he has this button, the Scott button. I'm going to push Scott's button. I'm going to Scott push Scott's button. I am. If you can prove to me that it will advance the sport, I am pro cuts, but your golf analogy is crap because for golf, you play golf day one, you play golf day two, and then you make cuts to play golf day three. Right. Right. And just what I said last night with spin is that you run the hundred and the top half move on to run the hundred again. And then the top half move on to run the hundred again. You exactly. don't make cuts in the, in the decathlon. Nope. As That's, Carolyn Prevost said last week. Right. That is the open quarter semis. Those are those. Figure out how many you want there. And when they're there, they're there. Right. But. If you can show me why it moves the sport forward, I will jump on board with the cuts. That's all I'm saying. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, on good news, uh, Uplift, who we had on uh, two weeks ago, um, and it's about suicide prevention and awareness. Uh, the Uplift Foundation, who is doing a workout on Labor Day weekend, they just partnered with Hero Barbell. And if you buy one of their shirts, mm-hmm. you're automatically entered into a sweepstakes. Yes, Corey, Mark Moss. He was on uh, a couple weeks ago. And if you, if you buy a shirt, you're automatically entered into winning a barbell from Hero Barbell. And who, who doesn't want a free barbell? Heck yeah. So I ordered my shirt two weeks ago when Mark was on the show. I can't wait to get it and sport it on the show. Uh, and hopefully I will be getting a hero barbell uh, soon in the mail. That's my hope. Heck yeah. So, uh, and we, I will put in the description once I update the show, uh, how to get to the website to order the shirt. Core city CrossFit um, mm-hmm. had a talk with the pit fitness ranch and the teen competition that's going on. Labor Day weekend as well. And uh, a bunch of the kids from Core City CrossFit are competing. Awesome. Cool. And Reebok is going to outfit them with new shoes. That's awesome. That's so cool. And that was something we talked about uh, with Helen Taylor on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. And so I was super stoked uh, to hear that that was happening. So, um, yeah. And Elise says, just wore my last year's shirt the other day, dropped taco on it. It's white, still a great shirt. 
Yeah, I've got, I've got um, little shirts. Corey said, Mark is my homeboy. Love that dude. He's trying to get as many gyms involved as possible. I just got West Pyatt's gym on board, which is mm. awesome. Yep, Corey, he sent me a flyer. I'm going to try to get it printed and try to get my gym to do a weekend of it. And uh, I hate when I drop tacos on my clothes. And that is that is a a a cross to bear for many of us. So, and Corey does say that this year's shirts are black. Um, so that means that they are pretty much uh, going to be taco proof. And uh, Corey says, bless you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. It's a good cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked Dave's week in review because Jamie couldn't contain herself. Nope. <laughs> And then uh, we have last night, I could not sleep, 2 a.m. I turned on the late night Savon edition where he had Z mm. Orba on, uh, the CrossFit affiliate owner, 12-year affiliate owner, I think she said. I believe um, so. And she had just gone to an affiliate gathering. And what I wanted to talk about real quick was that she said that Don Fall was awesome at the meeting and there was actually an affiliate owner who had put her gym up for sale. Yeah. Came to the affiliate gathering and after hearing Don talk said, I'm not selling we're too important, which gave me promise. Like, mm-hmm. I think we've been looking for that person that you're willing to follow. And it sounded like this group of affiliate owners is ready to follow um, Dawn in, into the, into the battle. Um, what one question he posed to them that I'm going to throw out to you all is when you go to drop in at a gym around the country, are you confident that you will get a great experience? You're asking us to, <laughs> I'm at, I'm at, I'm throwing it out there. Hmm. No. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Yeah. And 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 she said she said the same. And I have when I was in my old position on my day job, I did a lot of traveling around the country. I did a ton of drop-ins. And I will say 80% of my drop-ins were fantastic. 20% went from meh to horrid. Yeah. Um and what he said, what he said to them is, how do we ensure that you do? And it starts with coaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Training the coaches up that you can depend that they will give the experience that is needed consistently throughout the, throughout the affiliates um, so that you can be confident because if there's a bad affiliate, it's giving all affiliates a bad name. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got so much out of that that one hour podcast last night. Yeah. Um about because the a lot of what she was saying are things that I have thought in my mind about when I was dropping in around the country <clears throat> and even experiences I've had at other gyms, right? And um and when you you stop making coaching the most important thing in your gym, 
it, you get deterioration. <clears throat> yeah. And I have, I have witnessed that personally. Um, and why it's why I love CrossFit Polaris or Ibex headquarters now, as it's known, um, because every coach um, is being mentored and taught at all times. Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever had an like exceptional experience. And I guess I would be curious and maybe we can just kind of end with this and get people like come back to this next week or something. But cause I'm super curious what makes the audience's idea of like an exceptional class. Mm. Um, and I, and cause right now you just have to go get your L1 and that's just general knowledge and they can have their own CrossFit gym and that's probably <clears throat> not exceptional coaching. Right. Like, yeah. but what is exceptional coaching to the general population? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think part of my issue, and it's part of my issue as the owner, is I, I think what I want is probably completely different than what my members want. And I, like, I, I battled this with some of my coaches like, do you as members coming in or, or just drop-ins going in, would you like, do you want to, do you want to learn something that day? Do you want to understand what muscle is being activated and why? I personally am not going to a gym to learn that. Like, I just want to get a workout and not get hurt. Um, I don't need, and I think, and I, like me, I don't want my coaches doing that because I don't think most members can even it's going over the half that's mm -hmm. going over their head and it's a wasted time of the hour um but if so like when you say coaching is going to provide the best experience what really does that entail um my i have i had one coach who wanted literally just wanted to coach all the time and that to me was like giving members knowledge about what they were doing and why constantly and it would have been a 20 minute talk about what we're doing and why and how to flex this when you're doing this movement and I'm like bro like I just want to move like tell me if I'm moving incorrectly um so I don't know I'm <clears throat> super curious what people what other people feel because maybe I'm doing something completely wrong I mean I feel like I'm just chiming in um I feel like because I've been doing it for so long like our owner he just makes the class like flow so well like and there's been coaches that I've, you know, have encountered where like they don't let the class flow as well. Like I just don't know how you explain it, but like it's coaching. You have to be, you have just have to like really learn how to be a really good teacher. And especially like for newer members, like okay, yeah, they don't understand some of the movements. So like just coaching wise, you know, you want to make sure that everybody understands what the workout really is or like the strength. And then, you know, the people that have been there, been going there for a while, they'll understand that. But then, you know, just like be a really good teacher and also be accommodating to everybody in the class. Don't just, you know, like not pay attention to anybody and not, you know, not really care. No, I shouldn't say that, but like, you know, actually like be inviting and be excited to be coaching because like this is like 
one hour of this person's day that they're they just want to get a good workout in and they just want to be like you know pushed a little bit or whatever maybe um that's just in my in my mind uh so barry mccockiner says jess and jamie would make great coaches um barry i I own the gym and I am a coach. I would love to coach. I I've always actually I wanted to be a gym teacher back in the day, um, and I have a very loud like voice, and I just feel like I would be a good coach. I mean, I just I've never I just have never dabbled into it. Uh, Corey Leonard says friendly atmosphere and good coaching. Uh, a lot of L one L two talk. Everyone should get their L one if they do CrossFit. It's so worth it. Um, Barry then goes on to say coaches need to understand that the members are paying for your knowledge and help them if they have questions while also providing direct feedback. And I think this is, hits home for me. Doesn't have to be exceptional, just needs to be a solid time, man. I have a lot to say about this topic. Uh, <clears throat> and like I said, and well, another thing, you know, like I said, with the pole. In my brain as a coach is to get the fitnessing as efficient as possible. The coaching comes in when people are moving, not talking about it. Jonathan, that is exactly how I feel about it. And I have coaches who feel opposite about it. And I get frustrated when I'm in classes that are a lot of talking, a lot of standing at the whiteboard. I'm like, I would like to just go move now. Yep. yep. So I will tell you something that was very different for me was when I went to Polaris, there was no whiteboard talk, right? You, you come in, uh, you get into your lanes. Um, now I think this is like tip of the spear type stuff. You come in, you get in your lanes, time hits everybody starts warming up in their lanes and the coach is talking to you about the day as you're warming up. You go through some general warm up, and then there is like a three minute AMRAP to get the blood flowing a little bit. And then, then you're into movement specific warm up, And then it is, you have two minutes to get your barbell ready and you're going, it's not a, like a clustering and then dispersing. Now the advantage is, they have enough equipment that every lane has everything you need in that lane. Um, so it makes it very easy to do that, but it is what I would call the tip of the spear of how coaching and a class should be set up. Yeah. How, how does everyone know what the warm up is? Is it on a big whiteboard? Are they just looking up there? Or? The, the coach walks you through it with and doing it with you mm. You're in your lanes you just don't go to the whiteboard to do it. Now there is a whiteboard with everything written on it, but the coaches, the general warm up is not on the whiteboard. The coach just calls you to your lanes and starts you in your warm up. You don't come to the board. And then as you go through everything, he does it all from like, or she does it all from the center of the gym and you're all in your lanes and they kind of pace back and forth. But while you're doing the warm up, they're so they're telling you what to do, what movement to do in the warm up, and talking about like the strength that's coming up next. You, or yeah, it once you get to movement specific, that's when it gets more detailed about what you're okay. about to do. Okay. 
So like if it's strength and you're doing snatches, you're doing some barbell. We're doing this today because we're doing a three by four snatch. And I need you to do high hang five reps. And then they, you know, think of today as not a max out day. Think of today as blah, blah, blah. And there's no wasted time. Yep. Yeah. Um, with the way they're doing that. What if you have a, so at your, if at your gym, if you had a class of 14 people and my father walks in there coming in there with me, maybe, um, cause we're on vacation. I'll tell you, right. My dad's like 82 and can't follow what you're saying. Yeah. Doesn't know what a snatch is. How, how are they also getting him even to comprehend this warm up while you have these 14 people who know exactly what they're doing? Cause this is, their So they will take that person and put them in the lane near where they're talking mm. and they'll walk them through much more in depth. Now I will say that would be a rarity as opposed like an exception than the rule, but that's what they would do. They would pull them into a lane right beside them where they're giving the talk where they can give more um, uh, tactile feedback, things mm. like that to help them get into position and stuff like that. It's, it's really well run. I, I, and I, and I was at another gym before that was not like that. So uh, I, I have lost total track of the comments. Yeah. I'm going to go back and read them all. Cause I'm I'd like, I'm want to throw this out there and get people's feedback. I want to read through what people think. Um, I know we brought up several, but yeah, it's just something that I've been dealing with. Yeah, and we'll we'll bring this back up next week because this looks like it's it's definitely hit a nerve, um, and we'll do it earlier in the show next week. Um, the last thing I have that I wanted to talk about tonight is, um, I was thinking a lot about like what can we do to grow the sport in different ways. Um, as I was thinking about, you know, Dave saying we're trying to move professionalization forward and the sport forward. What ideas would I have? if I wanted to move the sport forward and um, and then I woke up at two o'clock in the morning last night, I listened to this podcast we just talked about and I came up with an idea that I thought would be really cool to move the sport forward. But I wanted to throw it out to you as well. Do you have any thoughts about what we could do to move the sport forward? No pressure. If you don't have it, just throwing it out there. I don't know. I would love to see a like someone from the crowd get put out on like in, inevitably like either with cuts or whatever inevitably somebody gets hurt or doesn't show up for the cross games. I would love for like random events someone get put out there. Mm. I think it'd be great to see the layperson against these people. I just I just saw something in the comment that's making me twitch. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Uh, Elise started it by saying, I also think coaches should have an L1, but I know that that's not always the case. Um, and every gym I've been in, every gym that I've been a member of, to be a coach, you have to have an L1. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and those are both affiliates. So. Uh, well, yeah, says, and an uh, affiliate, yes, they have to be L1. Yeah. Uh, Barry yeah. says random mm -hmm. fan. Yeah. That would be Wouldn't crazy. that be cool? Wouldn't oh, you be yeah. more excited to go to the games and possibly get like yanked out there? 
uh, I would be hiding in the bathroom. I would be terrified, but I would totally do it. <laughs> Let's go. There's always an open lane, I swear. Like, always. Shoot, there was an open lane in 35 to 39 last year, and I was freaking pissed. I was like, I'll go put my stuff on and come out there. So, uh, Kenneth says, bring back road to the games. Uh, 100%. Media, yes. We're, we're all clear on that. We need more, net, like I said, Netflix-style per event. I, I, am That'd with, be awesome. I am with Barry. If I, I would shit my pants if it happened to me. <laughs> you would, like, sign up to get drafted to get put on the floor, right? Like, it wouldn't be just you are coming down and just some random. I'm like, there'd be plenty of people who want to walk out there. Oh, for sure. And Kenneth has your back. They used to brag in Carson about having the fittest fans on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's find out. That's exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I kind of like that. I, I mean, so my, my thought is like moving in a different direction than we've done in the past. And it's really, I want to give kudos. Um, <laughs> I want to give kudos. God, Barry, you're killing it tonight. Um, Price is right. Come on down. Anyway, so I want to give kudos to my man, Nick Wadzombie. I think, think Fit Wars as a way to grow the sport forward, right? You know, we, we're trying to add things to the CrossFit schedule, but it's hard to put a full competition in the schedule that doesn't like blow up an athlete up or beat their body down or anything. And so I think Nick has done an amazing job coming up with the concept of Fit Wars. It's one workout, right? And now Fit Wars 2, winner and loser gets money. And all you have to do is one workout in your own gym. Like for athletes, that's nothing. It's exposure. Mm -hmm. Us CrossFit fanatics are going to tune in. Um, when Mertens and Tetlow went, we're throwing cash app money, Venmo money at the athletes because we were so stoked that they were doing it. And it's a way to get them exposure on the cheap. I mean, this does, that didn't, the overhead on that is just getting a sponsor, some prize money, mm -hmm. right? Because you're using their own phones to film it. And it's, it, it's ingenious, right? So if you're a sports fan, this week is All-Star Baseball Week. Mm. And what, what is the biggest draw for All-Star Weekend? Is it the game or is it the home run derby? I don't have those stats. If you're a baseball okay. fan, it's the home run derby. Okay. Right. Chicks dig the long ball, right? That that's the big saying from the, the back in the day, right? And they um they could do that. How about this? Fit Wars skill challenge. I'm Colton Mertens, and I can do more unbroken pull-ups than anybody else. And if you think you can beat me, let's go. Unbroken pull-ups. Colton wins. He gets the belt. I am the pull-up champion of CrossFit. And if you want to take my belt, you got to challenge me. Right? Jamie if would win. Danny, if I'm Danny Spiegel, I, 
I have the best, how do I say? I have the best Olympic lifts in the sport, right? You think you're better, Hannah Black? Come at me. Knock and we style. have, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then Hannah Black wins. She gets the clean and jerk belt, right? And she holds that belt until someone can beat her. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Right? And who won exposure, title, you're known as the champion of this movement. I think it is, it allows them to talk smack. It allows them to for sure do all the stuff that we love. And, and then you have this reigning champion of all these different elements. It's one movement. It's so it doesn't blow them up for their training. It doesn't take them off their, their course to, to make, semifinals or the games or whatever and who isn't gonna who isn't gonna tune in for a five minute pull-up contest or a a one rep max snatch or a one rep max clean and jerk jay birch just like rogue record breakers or just like uh the rogue challenges Mm. televised televise it and you win a belt Hell, and it could be a weight belt. I don't care. Whatever you want, or whatever the prize is, right? Just like UFC or boxing or whatever. And if you take the belt, you take the belt. Right? Mm-hmm. Taylor Williamson, I can hug hair, I can bear hug yeah. a sandbag longer than anybody. Come at me if you think you can do it longer. Well, she can have that one. <laughs> I'd be up for that. Right. Ugh. I can echo bike faster. 50 calories faster. So you could even take the rogue <laughs> idea, just televise it. Yeah. And then you have a champion, right? And that champion holds the belt until someone can beat them. Yeah. And what's cool about it is the best pull-upper may not even be a games athlete. Yeah. I, I could see that happening with some of these. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, then you're getting exposure for people that never had exposure and they're known as the pull-up champion, like the specialist of the specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't take anything away from the CrossFit game season and what it means to be the fittest on earth. It just is. <clears throat> uh, Kenneth, go back and look at Justin's win percentage and then tell me he's going to be collecting belts. Uh, and I'll put that up just so you can see. <laughs> but I, I think we have to find ways to not beat down our athletes, mm-hmm. but get them exposure, get them to get us to know who they are. And it's just, it's taking the fit wars concept, which I love and I, and should still go on. One workout is one workout that doesn't beat anybody down, but just to add this caveat, fit wars, Skills challenge. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could, you could even do that way. Like Fran Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm the best Fran person mm-hmm. in the world. I'm the best mm-hmm. Grace. I'm the best Isabel. Jackie. All of those. Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's taking what Wad Zombie created that was so brilliant mm-hmm. and just giving it a little bit of a twist where you have a you you can actually make it for specialists. And for sure. you know, the best rope climber may be the 80th person in the world and who they're not going to take the chance to get their name out there to get a sponsor to get and then you can get specific sponsors, right? Yeah. Specific to that item. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I had a dream last night, and that's what it was. Can isn't that freaky? Yes. <clears throat> if you build it, they will come, Scott. There it is. Yep. So, Nick. Let's get on a call. Let's get this thing yeah, fired really. up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I think that would be freaking awesome. I know I would tune in. Um, and it looks like some people in here would be. Yeah. Now this, the Matt, Matt the back belt collector Fraser is a realistic thing. Yeah. I almost think you'd have to limit it to one belt so that, that something like doesn't happen. Him and Tia, just, I don't know, him and Tia might want to end up above belts. Doesn't have to. I don't know. I mean, there, there's details that need to be worked out. Like, do you have to sign up for the open to be eligible every year so that you're actually a CrossFitter, you know, or something like that? Yeah. Like we got to figure out like some stuff like that. But, um, but for a short dream at two o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning, that's what I came up with. Uh, and then Kenneth says, that's a drama you tune in for Jamie. Um, there will be a specialty athletes to get the belts for sure. Scott had a dream that one day little CrossFit athletes wouldn't be judged by their open placement, but by their content of their fitness wars participation. So. That is all I had on my agenda. I'm going to leave with this note. I am finishing up the documentary of uh, West Coast, uh, the West semifinal. Yes. I talked to Emily Rolf today, who is just a complete badass. And I love talking to her. And it just like, it gave me so much joy talking to her. And we were talking about how her and Ariel Lowen are so different. Hmm. And when we had Ariel on the show, she was like, yeah, I lost to Alex, but Alex is such a nice person and blah, 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 blah. And I said to, I said to Emily, you are so the opposite of that because you want to win every event that you're in. And I said, and it makes it hard as hell to get a quote from you (laughs) mid competition. She said, yeah, I can see that. She said, I get into comp mode and Mm -hmm. I am in comp mode. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway, I just, I love her and I wanted to give kudos to her. She's just awesome. Mm. But she just has that comp mode where she, like when she sees that she has the chance to win something, she's going to win. Like she's going for it. Come hell or high water. Um, yep. And I can't wait to follow her at the games to finish out this documentary. Uh, it's going to be awesome because all three of us are going to be there doing it. 
Uh, and I can't wait to put it all together. Yep. So you guys all have a week to come back with your, how do we get better coaches? And how do we move the sport forward? Yeah. Post the comments, leave them on here so you can read them and review them and come back. Yeah. Or after we're done, put it in the comments on YouTube. uh, So we can check those out. Yeah. With that, you guys are awesome. Uh, The comments were coming in so fast and furious tonight. I could not even keep up. I can't wait to see you guys next week. And with that, jump in on, on with us on Saturday because Jamie's going to be here uh, slobbering and drooling and sweaty. So you guys asked for it. We're going to bring it to you. With that, we will catch everybody next time on Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting and highest quality products for you get 20 percent off when you use the code clydesdale at checkout at c the number four energy.com that's c4 energy.com and now back to the interview